Hey everyone, welcome back to the Fearless As Fuck podcast. I am your host, Christina Lauren. Just want to give a big welcome to you, especially if this is your first time here. If this is your first time, just to let you know, this is your go-to podcast for all things self-development, confidence, and empowerment. We do this podcast once a week, bring you stories and people onto the podcast to help you unlock your true potential, build your self-confidence, and overall just operate at your highest level. Today, I'm really excited because I have a great beautiful friend of mine named Ashley Frost here on the podcast. She is originally from South Africa, has been in the United States for two years now, and has an incredible story. She is a two-time champion in the WBFF and has become one of my soul sisters for sure. So want to give a big welcome to Ashley and I will let you hear from her to hear about exactly who she is. All right. Thank you so much, Christina, my friend. It's such an honor to be on your podcast. I know we've been trying to get this organized and the universe just kind of put us together. And I'm just so excited to be here. I know. Uh, I feel the same way. <laughs> so, yeah, basically just a little bit about me. I'm obviously, like Christina said, from South Africa, um, immigrated to the States just over two years ago because I met my husband, my now husband, in 2017. We met on Facebook. <laughs> uh, we met online. <laughs> Which I don't think is that taboo in these days. No, it's not taboo at all. I feel like that's pretty normal, honestly, to say that you've met your significant other online at this point. Kind of just the way the world is at the moment. Yeah, when it used to be this like, oh, we met online, don't tell me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, um, you know, I think the reason, like you say, we've become soul sisters is just because we have such similar outlooks in life and we've been through some similar things and just we just have the same perspectives. And I'm super excited to talk about self-development because I come from a history of eating disorders and self-harming and just severe low self-esteem, just super shy, and then took that and turned that into... I say turn my pain into power, you know, mm-hmm. kind of that and then became a two times cover model, multiple editorial inserts and spreads, a two time pro champion, you know, so it's for those that are maybe in a position in their life right now where they feel they're not sure where to go or they're feeling a little helpless or doubting their ability to stand up from something that they're in the midst of. It's doable. It's possible. And I hope that what we share today Uh, shed some light and just encourages you in the deepest way. Absolutely. And there is so much to unpack here in Ashley's story. And it gets me all excited because I'm like, oh my gosh, what I want Ashley to talk about first because there's so much. But I will start by saying when I first met Ashley, we met at a show and we didn't know each other very much. And I are not at all, really, to be honest, we just met at the show. We had talked a little bit backstage, but I remember seeing Ashley and seeing this powerful fucking woman, just like this inner confidence that isn't too loud, but that just takes over the stage when she's on it. You know, those people who can just like command power and attention and not in a weird way, but just, you can't keep your eyes off of them. And that's how I saw Ashley. So fast forward, when I actually got to know Ashley and understand her story, it was jaw dropping to me because it was such an eye opening experience to get reminded that even though you see somebody who is powerful in your eyes, you think that that's just how they are sometimes, that they are just this confident person that walks around like that. And you 
don't actually think about what has happened to get them to that point. One yeah. or two, you could have never imagined that that person went through something so hard or had those hardships growing up. So it was so eye opening. And, you know, go back to the very beginning of the pandemic. Ashley and I started talking even more online because we were uncovering these things about ourselves. And I started sharing more personal things with Ashley about what I was going through. And we just connected on so many different levels. And that was around the time that. I started thinking, hey, I need to take my online coaching into more of a self-development phase. And she was doing the exact same thing. And we're like, wow, there's something happening here, not just within the competitive world, but the self-development and lifestyle coaching world for our clients that we need to actually dig a little bit deeper for because that knowledge and that wisdom needs to be shared with the masses. Absolutely. And that was such a beautiful transition into our friendship. And we started kind of, you know, doing business development over COVID. We didn't, we weren't sure what we wanted to do with it, but we just knew that there was another side to health and fitness and it was all in the mind. So now that we've kind of got that out there, I would love for you to share with the listeners a little bit about your backstory before you became this queen diva that can walk on stage with all the confidence in the world. Ooh, where do I start? Um, <laughs> so I, you know, I always explain. I said it the other day somewhere. Sorry, bumping the table. Um, I'm actually quite an introvert by nature. You know, it was just I'm a creative person. I can you draw and paint, and I'm a designer. I have my honors degree in graphic design. So that's that's what I studied. And going back into school, I was just always so shy. When I was a little girl, I used to stand behind my mom's skirt. You know, kind of hide behind mm -hmm. her when there were new people around and um it was it was just that I was just so shy but I'm more of an observer of things you know I'm not like you said like I'm not this loud personality and just but I've obviously like with the shows learned to demand that presence because it's you know it's a persona that you right. you you know create but growing up I struggled so much with my identity and where I fit in because um I just like, I get on with everyone, if you know what I'm saying, of all ages, of all demographics. Like I was just raised to treat everyone the same, you know, and I'm an empath deluxe. Like I'm same. such an empath. I'm, <laughs> such, I'm an HSP, highly sensitive person, right? Just today, just today, before we got on this call, I rescued a bird outside from the cat and there's a bird died in my hands and I had to postpone a phone call because I was in tears. <laughs> that is me. And that's, so. such a, that's such a beautiful thing about somebody is having those qualities. It's just, as I feel like I'm the same way, it's just, we've had to learn to live with those traits and have, you know, just understand how to operate better because that trait can also like take over you and freeze you and put you in a place where you don't do things. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, you know, especially when you are such a highly sensitive person, it's, we live in a very cold and like demanding world. And I feel like highly sensitive people and people that just feel very deeply, it's, it's shown as some kind of weakness mm -hmm. when in my opinion, it's actually very courageous to still have to go through things in life and deal with hard knocks and deal with people betraying you and hurting you and maintain that level of deep, empathy for just humanity in general you know right. like to not become jaded and to not become cold-hearted because that's and the easier thing to do 
absolutely. And sure, through the years of all the things I've been through, I've learned the coping mechanisms and learned how to, you know, deal with those emotions and not let them completely consume me. Right. But on the flip side, um, what I've been through has almost made me an even more understanding, more softer, mm-hmm. you know, more just, I don't know, more loving person. It's hard to explain it because, you know, I've been through some horrible things um, by mild standards. I mean, there's, there's so much going on in the world and people's, someone always has it worse, but, you know, you always think of your own problems, but I'm grateful for those things because they've created the person that I am today. And in turn, I'm able to be that person and that coach and that mentor on a, on a spiritual, on a emotional level for my clients. Right. And the most important thing for me for when reaching out to women is being able to reach them on an emotional and a self-development level, because you can want to lose all the weight and you can want to go to the gym and you can want to look good. But what is the reason behind that? What is the crutch? You know, why? And if you don't know that, then you're never going to have something that is going to have any kind of longevity. Absolutely. You you won't be able to um, segregate the two or you won't be able to, you know what I'm saying? You won't be able to be able to just go, I'm living a healthy lifestyle versus um, living this way for some kind of external validation or right. some kind of degree of trying to fit in or meet someone else's standard of what you think they think you should be. Right. You know, and uphold an image where getting to that point where you're able to be, this is this is what I do and this is who I am, but I'm so multifaceted that it's really just a piece of the puzzle. Yeah. So where do you think these like self-deprecating thoughts or actions of yours started honestly I didn't have a very good um my parents didn't have a very my mom and biological dad didn't have a very good relationship they got divorced when I was six years old I think so I think a lot of like if I in hindsight if I look back a lot of the um I guess abandonment and rejection issues that I struggled with as a young woman and a a teenager going into adulthood probably stemmed from that you know, having your father walk out on you. Yeah. And um, you don't realize that until you notice patterns in your life when you're older and you see like, you know, the same lesson's going to keep coming until you actually learn that lesson. It's just from manifesting it and, over and over and over again. You're just repeating the same cycle, you know, because you aren't aware of the thoughts and the actions that are leading to that same repetition. Right. You know, you think you're kind of just in survival, but you're actually just going in a circle. <laughs> yeah. I think that's hard for people to look at too, because I know I've had my own share of that where there were years in my younger twenties where I'm like, why does this keep happening to me? Why does this keep happening to me? Or why am I experiencing this? And I would do like the why me, why me thing, which is technically playing the victim. And yeah. I never wanted to look at it that way either. Cause I'm like, no, that's not fair. I don't deserve this. And I'm like, as I got older, I realized like, yes, okay, you don't deserve that. That's a valid thought, but what are you also doing to attract these kinds of situations into your life? And why do they keep showing up for you? And they're for fucking sure going to keep showing up until you learn. Unfortunately for me, I'm very stubborn in those things. And so it wasn't until I started looking at those things from a different perspective that it kind of opened up my mind a little bit more. And then I also didn't take things as personally anymore when before it was like the world was ending if someone hurt me. Yeah. 
I think, yeah, I think you have to uh, go through those things and realize, you know, you have to go through something devastating, like your first heartbreak. Yeah. Or, you know, I mean, to any young 13, 14, 15, 16 year old, that's devastating. <laughs> I know you, you, th- you yeah. literally think the world's ending for sure. I remember my first heartbreak in like high school. I was like what? mortified. <laughs> you think the world is ending because honestly, you're just not emotionally mature enough to handle it, but mm-hmm. it does teach you coping mechanisms and coping skills, you know, and a lot of people growing up don't have the right example and they don't have, um, they don't have something to look up to or people that are actually teaching them the right coping mechanisms. Right. And then we wind up with a bunch of people walking around, not knowing how to self-regulate and exactly. projecting all the things onto everyone else. And you just have a bunch of, you know, broken people around. That's what's, that's, what's really hard to look at, especially when you're on the other side of your healing journey and you understand like where you're at, you can kind of start seeing it. And that's, I think that goes back to what you said about now you have this like unwavering empathy for the world around you because you've you're starting to understand like what's happening like as a collective yeah because it it kind of wants like you say once you're on the other side of your healing journey um it's just like you're able to go wow that person must really be hurting to have to be acting this way yeah because at the end of the day that's that's a lot of what it is Absolutely. But a lot of people, we, you know, we take things personally and we think it's always us. We must, I must've done something wrong or I'm not good enough or, and honestly, like you were saying, what people don't realize the, the way that you think is, you know, like they say, your thoughts become actions and all thoughts become things. And people I think don't understand the power of their thoughts and just how important it is to really regulate and control what you're thinking. Yeah, And you know, the subconscious doesn't recognize other beings. It only recognizes itself. Right. So if someone is constantly negative about another person, say, you know, I don't like this person and I'm constantly saying, oh, she's this or she's this or she's that and she's mean and she's so ugly and she's, you know, she's such a cow or whatever. Your subconscious generally doesn't actually recognize that you're talking about someone else. Mm-hmm. So you're just you know, hearing, they, you're hearing that those like toxic negative words on repeat in your own brain it kind of just like it's like your subconscious will like bounce back into you yeah but it's just you know negative people are always negative because they don't know how to change that narrative because it's like they're stuck in a hamster wheel absolutely absolutely that you know and self-development is something that is not easy and it's i think it's a bit of a buzzword and they people throw Mm -hmm. it around oh you know you have to level up and yeah self-development is and it's raw and it's not fun yeah same with like the self-love thing like everyone just throws that word around like really quick and I'm like there is such a hard side to that it's not all like the glow up and it's not all the you know I leveled up just like you were saying like there's an ugly side I don't want to say ugly that's a weird word to use but there's like a a difficult side to self-development and self-love that comes with a lot of like unpacking of some shit (laughs) that you really have to deal with calling yourself out on your own bullshit like what am I what am I doing you know we live in this age of like look people looking for the right partner all the time but are are you are you working on being the right partner for For someone someone else else. yeah that's oh that's so huge I was actually (laughs) thinking about that the other day because my friends were joking around me about getting on a dating app and I'm like fuck off (laughs) first of all like to me and (laughs) I mean I have I have my own like ideas about that kind of thing but um what 
stem what goes into my mind when I think about dating apps and I could be this I could be totally wrong but for the majority of what I understand somebody is going on a dating app to waste their time like swiping when they could be working on themselves to just become a better person to wind up letting the universe generate someone for them that is actually meant for them This is just my personal opinion. I know, I know plenty of people who have met their matches on dating apps and whatever, but I think that there's a majority of people who are unhealed using dating apps and social media to like distract themselves from the real work that they have to do thinking that, you know what, fuck this person. I'm kind of over them or they're being this way or that way. I'm just going to find someone else and I'll start swiping. You really haven't figured out like what that issue was with you guys. You know what I mean? Like people are really quick to go to a dating app rather than fix issues in their relationship, which could involve some more self-development on both parts. I hope that made, I hope that made sense, but I've, I've gone down the rabbit hole with this like a million times, just trying to like figure out people because we live in such a weird world right now where no one's really like doing any introspective work. We live in a very, we li- they call it the hookup culture, yeah. you know, and um, very selfish. It's all about me, me, me. And it's also, you know, there's those things that go around that, that go viral that say um, it's something like, oh, I'm a Scorpio or whatever, whatever. I know we're both Scorpios, but like. I know, I was like, careful. <laughs> like, um, that's just the way I am. But, you yeah. know, that's very bad attitude to have. Well, and- yes, because that gives you almost validation. They're like, well, see, that's why I am this way. Okay. And it's like, okay, um, is that working for you though? <laughs> right. Like, is that, is, how's is that showing up for you? Because yeah, I could possibly have traits that make us Scorpios, but are those good things to be all the time? You know what I mean? Yeah. Things like that. And that goes for any, Absolutely. any astrological sign, if you want to go down that route. But, but... I'm, not, I'm not huge into the horoscopes. Um, I just think it's so funny the way they portray some of them, because like I joke about, I'm a very feisty personality, even though, I'm an introvert, mm-hmm. but it's like introverted I extrovert. Um, I'm an extroverted introvert. Well, yeah, introvert, <laughs> extroverted introvert. But but um, you know, like I joke because I'm a natural redhead. I'm like, oh, don't mess with me because I'm a redhead mm-hmm. and I'm a Scorpio. You know, I'm, I would never act on that because I'm also not someone that will just go headfirst into confrontation. But I'm right. also, if confrontation comes my way. I'll stand my ground, mm-hmm. but I never used to be that way. I used to always just be apologetic and I'm sorry, it's my fault. And, you know, and that also comes with self-development where you learn what your boundaries are and how to not let people take advantage of you or right. walk you or manipulate you. Right. You know? So was there, was there a certain time in your life or something specifically that happened for you that you felt like a big shift or was this kind of just gradual over time for you? I think it was gradual to a degree. But then um, I went through a divorce, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and and there was so much that happened up until that point that in hindsight, when I would reiterate the story to close people, I, I literally had people say to me, do you do you do you hear what you're telling us? Yes. You know, it's, yeah. It's unreal that you put up with that or, you know, and I kind of that kind of was like a switch in my mind that I was like, you know. I have to put some boundaries in place and I have to, if no one is going to stand up for me, no one's going to stand up for me. I have to stand up for myself. Yeah. You probably just became, that was like your normal, you know? Absolutely. Cause I mean, you think it was obviously my first marriage. So like you think maybe that's just how marriage is because people talk about how hard marriage is and this is just how it goes. But 
you know, and then you meet someone like I met my husband and it's just a complete, it's like two completely different worlds. Right. But also, I guess at that time in my life, maybe the marriage served, it served its purpose for me to grow as an individual as well. It was right at that time. Right. You know, I still wouldn't be the person I am today um, if it wasn't for that whole situation. Yeah. And that's what's, that's hard to look at sometimes too, because in the moment when you're in the midst of that heartache or, you know, that, that dark night of the soul, that like really hard time where you're like, why the fuck did I have to go through this to learn what lessons? Like, did it really have to hit me that hard kind of thing? You start getting into potentially a little bit of like a negative headspace because you're like the why, but when you can stop and look at it, like, okay, what is this, what is this here showing up to teach me? You can kind of start making light of it and start stitching up the wounds essentially versus just keeping them wide open and like essentially pouring salt into them, you know, all of the time. But I think that there are people who get stuck in that space and those are the ones who don't really grow. They become Mm -hmm. bitter or resentful or they even sadly like go spiraling down the opposite direction. And so I'm still trying to figure out how to word this for people who are listening who aren't able to get themselves out of the hole and who have wound up in more of a negative space, what would be some good things for them to do to actually try and start getting themselves out of that? Because there are worse situations. Like you said, we all, you know, with everything that's going on in the world right now, someone always has it worse. Someone's actually being like physically abused. They're scared to leave, things like that. They're in really, really tough situations. There's other variables that play into situations where they just can't leave. But I think that goes back into what you're saying as far as if the more you start working on your self-development, you start harnessing what you actually always have had inside of you and what knows best. Your highest self always knows best, but it's really hard to get in contact with that if you are lost, essentially. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, um, we have the same prep coach, right? Yes. Shout out to Nate. Shout out to Nate. (laughs) (laughs) I think it was last year, you know, with the pandemic and the shows being moved around and everything. And I managed to prep. I basically prepped the whole year in prep for worlds and then it was moved and then canceled. And so I ended up prepping basically straight out of a show, December, 2019, right through to November. So Mm -hmm. I was basically in prep all year and he, and I managed to maintain very good condition throughout the year. And he said something to me that he, you know, I'm doing so well he's super proud of me. And I clapped back with some, like, just, 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 it was just unnecessary. But part of me was like, yeah, it's because I have a great man in my life, you know, mm. and, and basically alluding to the fact that because I couldn't do it before was because mm. of other situation. Yeah. Right. And he said to me, and it stuck with me, he's like, you know, no one, it's your self-worth. No one can change that. Yeah, that's on you. What you think of yourself, Mm -hmm. not what, you know, I say I had low self-esteem and not necessarily because at a young age, people were mean to me. It's because I didn't develop a strong sense of confidence within myself. Yeah. And that sense of self says everything. Absolutely. You know, and that confidence is not a, it doesn't just arrive. It's a daily purpose and it's a daily it's a daily dialogue with yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to be like, um, I sit, I'll be on such a roll for two, three weeks. And then um, sometimes I'll sit down in front of my computer and I feel like I've taken two steps back and I just go, Oh, and you have to actually just, you really have to go, 
come on, you, okay, you done? Are you done with your pretty party? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. You know, you kind of really have to have like a little dialogue with yourself and be like, okay, stop sulking. Right. You know that meme that says you're allowed five minutes to be emotional and then you have to be gangster again. <laughs> yeah, you have to. And at the end of the day, you can't always rely on someone to do that for you. You can never you just, rely. You on no, never. Even I mean, even if you have someone significant in your life that is your biggest fan. Don't rely on them to be the one that's going to make you feel better. Like, yes, of course, I would think that it'd be very important to be with somebody who can hype you up and make you feel like the badass bitch that you are. But that's not their responsibility. It's, you know, I've also, this is a big lesson for me as well. Coming out of, I guess, my childhood trauma, I had to acknowledge the fact that there was parts of me in my previous marriage that relied on my ex too much in certain ways. Um for things that he was not responsible for, like my happiness, like um, feeling confident, you know, those types of things. And I had to apologize and be like, I'm sorry, I placed that on you, which was a hard thing to do. You know, and that was what I learned out of it. And it's so important to realize that, like that thing that just went viral with Nightbird on America's Got Talent. She said, you can't wait. I mean, she's got a 2% chance to live and she came out to America's Got Talent at 30 years old to go and sing her heart out on an original song, which they don't they don't advise you to do. Yeah, she took the and risk. She the gold, and she got, she got the golden buzzer, but she's got a 2% chance of living. And you know what she said? She said 2%, I've got goosebumps. She said 2% is not zero percent and that uh, that's like the it's like the (laughs) coolest way of thinking about that because I know how hard that must be to flip the script and think about it that way yeah I mean it's gotta be so hard because you know people that don't have a chance of dying that can't even have that attitude and it's not to say that she doesn't have bad days and I think that's Mm -hmm. what social media perpetuates the whole time because everyone posts their highlights and their perfect angles and they're perfectly light-roomed preset photos and and it's not all some you know it's not all sunshine and roses and you need to acknowledge that you need to allow yourself to feel what you need to feel because a lot of people in terms of not dealing with self-development is not being able to recognize I need to feel what whatever this is making me feel and allow myself to feel it and go through the you know the only way through the valley is through the valley yeah you can't go you (laughs) can't go around it (laughs) can't go around it you can't go over it you have to go through it yeah and and self-development is also it's not a singular destination it's it's a like I say it's a daily practice of what am I doing today am I doing can I do one thing that's a half a percent better than I did yesterday even if it's something small can I wake up five minutes earlier without pressing snooze? Yeah, I was going to say it's it's the small wins that you have to do, especially when you're in a potentially like dark place or you're kind of lost. I remember when I was at my lowest, I, re- I did the same thing. I was like, okay, you're going to wake up a half an hour earlier and you're going to stay off your phone for like 20 minutes. And yeah. to somebody that would seem so small or insignificant, but I'm like, if you constantly practice the smaller things every single day, it's going to start boosting your confidence because it's going to show you that you are doing something different and you are succeeding at it, even if it's a small task. And those small tasks eventually build up to building blocks, which you can then stand on and do the bigger things. And those small, those small efforts, they compound, you know, exactly, uh... exactly. And that's also another reason why hiring a coach 
is something that is so beneficial if you have the means to do it. Or if you don't have the means to do it, just start going on YouTube and like researching videos, listening to podcasts. There's a lot of things you can do that are, that have free resources for you to start the path to that. But it was, um, ironic that you brought up Nate because you know, our coach, he said some, we had a talk too. Like I had actually started prepping for worlds with you in 2019, totally bailed out of it, even though like worlds hadn't been canceled yet, but I bailed out of the prep because I just, I couldn't get out of my head. I was going through some really personal stuff. I was letting it affect everything in my entire life, my business, my friendships, everything. And I wasn't really seeing it then, but I would start the prep with him and then I would just ghost him. And I feel so bad. I'm so sorry, Nate, but I would just like (laughs) stop. I would just stop (laughs) and I couldn't figure out why. And then I started again. I started again in, when was it? Worlds got put into the Bahamas in 2019. Then of course it got canceled because of COVID. Then I'm like, you know what I'll I'll keep prepping. Started it, fucked it up again. And I'm like, man, there's something so wrong with me. And when I really wanted to start, it was right after my ex and I broke up back in the end of 2020. And I messaged him and I'm like, I am so sick of my bullshit. Like I'm so sick of my bullshit. I don't know what's I don't know what's going on. I'm so sorry that I and he's like, why are you why are you apologizing to me? And I was like, because I felt like, you know, I obviously, you know, you're somebody I hired and that that's kind of fucked up. And he's like, you owe it to yourself. And he randomly like, you know, got on a phone call with me and it was probably one of the most motivating and inspiring conversations I had had one, cause he's my coach, but two, because it was in that, it was in this position where I really needed to hear it. And yeah. he told me, I think you're scared of your own potential. And I was like, what? Like, and no one's really ever said that to me before. And I'm like, no, I'm not. And he's like, think about it. You're, you don't know what it's going to look like on the other side of this. So maybe you don't think that you're scared, but there's something subconsciously that's keeping you from actually going for this because you're so trapped in what you're going through. And I I had to really sit on that conversation for a minute because my brain like kind of like exploded and didn't really understand it at first, but it was so enlightening. And he's like, I know you're ready now. And, you know, I did that first check-in and he was like, welcome back. And I was like, okay, something happened. But it was really interesting because it just took somebody bringing to light the fact that I'm standing in my own way, which is across the board a lot of people's issues. They're standing in their own own way because they're scared of what they could potentially change to because they're scared of what that looks like. They don't know what it's going to feel like. And even though it might be more positive, it might be greater, it might be more successful, they're so stuck in their shit and their traumas and whatever, whatever it is that they're going through that they don't know how to make that next step. Yeah. You know, people always say, Oh, you're scared of failure, scared of failure. But if you, if you flip the script, people, a lot of people are scared of success Mm -hmm. because success comes with more responsibility. It comes with uh, more things that you have to do and then it obviously comes with more attention in terms of like oh what is she doing what is she doing right and some people just don't know what don't know in themselves would I be able to handle that you know but they also don't recognize you know fr- in the beginning that they're actually just scared of success yeah but that's a hard you know, concept that, to wrap your head around it's 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 very bizarre to wrap your head around but you know they say a ship is safe at, at harbor but that's not what it was built for Exactly. And that's, that's kind of like us, you know, we're safe in our comfort zones. We're safe with the relationship that you kind of settled for, but you know, it works, but you're not, 
and you you know in your soul there's more if you're sitting at a desk nine to five and you know that's not what you were made for you know you just you can know feel it like you it's, can it's feel nagging. it inside Absolutely. you just know you know I I worked two two and a half years corporate at the age of 23 walked out and said this is not this is not for me at the age of 23, I was like, I'll be working for myself from now on. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's really hard when you're in a position that you know you don't belong in. Either you get comfortable, like you said, and you're just whatever, and you go you go to work, you clock in, you clock out. You're kind of like, mm, it is what it is. Like you're not really getting paid what you really want to get paid, but you also don't know what you want to be doing. And you're going home and kind of being miserable. And that attitude and that energy is also going to have a trickle-down effect onto everyone else in your life, your relationships, your friendships, your kids, everything. So you have to kind of like reel it back in and find out the root of like why you're unhappy or what can make you happier. You're just going to get stuck in this hamster wheel for the rest of your life. And the more in touch you get with yourself, the more you will feel it for sure. Like you get like physiological responses when something's wrong. Like every, every single thing in this entire world is energy. And the more in touch you are with your own, the more you're going to be able to recognize these signs from everywhere. And for people like you and I, we're hella freaking sensitive. So it's like, it, it can be a little, a little like exhausting sometimes, I mean, I can tell if my mm-hmm. husband, if something happens, if we're, like he'll be in one mood and something will happen that I, you know, wasn't paying attention to and his energy will shift and I'll be like, what's wrong? Like zeroed in. You know, I just know <laughs> because it's just this, this aura that he emits and I'm like, what happened? Yeah. But, you know, right. Or I'll be able to message a friend from across the ocean and be like, what's going on? I mean, you always knew when something was wrong with me. <laughs> I mean, I, we did that a few times when I would just text you and we hadn't spoken for weeks and I'm like, Christina, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> Talk to me. <laughs> you know? But, um, so what, what's like, what do you think? And this is another thing that I've been, I ask a lot of the people I've talked to about this and I'm trying to ask them more and more on the podcast because most of the people who I have attracted into my life as friends, they're all pretty like energetically like in sync. And I think that comes with attracting your tribe. That's just that's just how it is. You start attract. Looks like how you can attract more negative people into your life if you're a negative person. It's the same. It's the same way. I'm trying to see what everyone's kind of go to things are. If somebody was to come up and ask them, "Hey, I don't really know how to be like you. I don't know how to start attracting better things into my life or changing my own energy." What do you think are some like simple things that somebody with no experience in this area who are who is just running at like at like, um, they're just coasting. What do you think are some things that they could maybe actively try and start practicing to better themselves? I mean, the first thing I would say is, you know, have patience with yourself and have grace with yourself because, um, you can't, and I just said this to one girl this morning, you can't climb the mountain in one big leap. Yeah. So the difference between where you are now and where you want to be is action. Right. You know, and it doesn't have to be some grandiose, massive self-development, huge investment that you have to make financially, or it's literally a small practice of looking in the mirror every day and telling yourself, as cliche as it sounds, you're an amazing person. Mm-hmm. And the more you, even if on the days that you feel miserable, you look and you look in yourself in the mirror and you go, you're an amazing person or you know, not necessarily talking about physical attributes. You can be like, oh, you've got great hair or, you know, when people say, oh, look in the mirror and say, name three things you like about yourself. It's, 
most people will say, oh, I like my eyes, you know, I like my hair, or I think I've got great skin. And it's like, no, go deeper. Yeah. There's more than like that surface there's level. Than, there's, there's another. more than just what's on the outside. And also there's that thing that goes around that says your worth is not diminished just because someone failed to see it. Yeah. And you have to be able to sit with yourself, like we've said, and really dig deep and talk, think about what what is it about me? Do I have a short temper? Do I know that I can be a little snippy? Yeah. Know? Do I know that I can be a little rude sometimes? Or yeah, and how do I manage that? How do I manage that? You know, I mean, I when I met my husband, I was it wasn't a long time after my divorce. And even though during our relationship there were things that I would get triggered not because he did something, but because of what I'd experienced before. Right. But then I would take it out on him. And it got to a point where I had to sit with myself because it turned me into a person that I don't like being. Yeah. And I had to sit with myself and go like, okay, why are you triggered? And what are you going to do about it? Because you're responsible for that as well. I am responsible. We are responsible for everything, every action and everything that we do. You know, even our reaction, you can't control if someone is rude to you, but you can control how you respond. Right. You know, I can't just... control if, um, you know, there's the weather is bad, but I can control whether I decide to still have a good day or not, regardless of the weather. Right. You know, this is a very trivial example, but it's, it's really about like, I was struggling hard this week. This week prep hit me and I was like, whoa, I'm tired, you know, whoo. And um, I had to get on the stepper and you know how hard it is to get on the stepper after a leg session. It's the worst thing in the world. It's like, throw your leg <laughs> and, you the step and you're just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> um, I literally spent, because I'm only doing 15 minutes at the moment. I literally spent from minute five onwards to minute 15 with my music, literally talking to myself, you're not tired. It doesn't hurt. Yeah. You're not tired. It doesn't hurt. You're not tired. It doesn't hurt. See, I'm so no. glad you can say this. <laughs> Somebody actually just asked me about this the other day. Cause they're like, I do, do other girls go through it? Like you do? Because I, same thing. I got off the stairs and I was like, I had to talk myself through the first 20 minutes. I was doing 30 minutes. The first 20 minutes, I was literally like counting down the minutes. I'm like, okay, it's been five minutes. You have 15 minutes left. Okay, that's like what five more songs. Okay, this song's over. That's like three more songs. I'm like, okay, your legs aren't tired. Your head's just giving up. Like I really had to do those things, and it's not because you're weak. It's because it's like mind over matter. Absolutely, the mind. The the most powerful tool we have is the mind, you know. And a lot of people don't realize once you harness the ability to take control of your thoughts. And I mean, it's not to say that. It's like when you try to meditate for the first time, you know, they say, you know, ground yourself, go, get into a quiet place and clear right. your thoughts. And within like two seconds flat, you're like, what are we having for dinner? <laughs> you yes. know? Yeah. And you have to then bring yourself back to yourself and then try and calm your thoughts and listen to your breathing. It doesn't just happen overnight. No. You have to learn time. daily practice. You have to learn to sit with yourself and have a conversation with yourself as if you were having a conversation with someone that you love and you're trying to encourage them. Right. And you want to talk to yourself like someone you love too. You don't need to be <laughs> so hard on yourself where you are making yourself feel bad. Like yeah. you got to talk yourself through some things in like a loving way. You have and to. There's remind yourself of what a badass you actually are. <laughs> 
uh, competitor or not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, I think a lot of people also just don't realize this, the power in their words. You know, I always used to say, cause I'm a creative, um, and this is, this will probably resonate with you a little. I always used to say, Oh, I'm a creative. I don't have a business brain. Oh, I would. Oh my gosh. You just called me out and, my own bullshit. <laughs> you know, I'm like, Oh, I'm so good with, you know, I'm, I'm good with numbers. I can calculate things in my head and, you know, I did accounting and whatever, but I don't have a business brain. I didn't study it. I say that, uh, I say that all the time and I've been really trying to stop because I'll same thing. I'm not well-versed in business. And I'm like, why, why am I saying this to myself? Like these things can be learned and adjusted and I'm consistently growing. Why am I putting myself down because I'm an artist and an athlete versus a businesswoman? Like that's some bullshit I'm telling myself. And I had to take a step back when I started to really, you know, be more aware and self-aware of the things I do and the things I say, how I act and how I react. And you know, react and just going off on a tangent, reacting is probably the single biggest thing that gets most people in trouble. Oh, yeah. I've learned learned through conflict and dealing with things in my life that you have to learn to respond to people, not react to them. Yeah. Respond to a situation, not react to it. Right. And you're very much more in control if you can kind of take a step back before you make those responses as well. So that's a huge thing to remember. And And that gives yourself more control at the end of the day. It's also okay to be like in a situation where someone says something and they expect you to react to be like, even if it's a conflict with your spouse or your significant other, to just take two seconds, count to like count to three or four or five or whatever and go, you know what? Just give me a few minutes to um, formulate a response for you. Right. Because and there's a big can- difference between that and walking away and deflecting. You know, you taking just, taking a second to just like gather yourself is way different, much more mature and productive, and it's going to have way better of an outcome than either an outburst or a ignore kind of silent treatment situation. And it's the same when it comes to your own development in terms of like when you find yourself doubting yourself and criticizing yourself and going back to I had to become I became so self aware that I stopped saying I'm not a business brain. Mm-hmm. Completely. Like, I don't remember the last time I said it. That's awesome. It's so important to recognize the power of your thoughts because they drive your actions. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I'm too lazy to go to the gym. You're thinking I'm too lazy to go to the gym. What happens after that? Inaction. Because your thoughts are driving that action of inaction. For sure. Absolutely. And it's like we say as well, it's not just, oh, that's just how I am or that's just how it is. No, that those are those that that verbiage needs to be like taken out of out of your vocabulary completely. If you want something to change, make a plan, go write it down, get a strategy, get a game plan, make small changes every single day, and they'll compound to the point where you wake up one day and you'll be in the place where you are the prime example of that right now. You know, going watching you go through your breakup and then talk about what you wanted to do, and then here we are sitting on your podcast. I appreciate that. And you know what's crazy? Is <laughs> I I even, and this is a great example because I've even gotten stuck in the motions of that where I haven't taken a second to sit here and be like, wait a second, like this is exactly what I talked about doing a year and a half ago, even before I was out of my relationship when I was actually just kind of trying to build what I wanted to build and I didn't know what it was. Don't forget, thank you for reminding me and calling me out, by the way. You, you can't forget... <laughs> <laughs> to stop 
in your journey and take in what you have achieved because you're going to skip the whole journey thinking that you need to be into the next place, the more successful place and onwards and upwards, which is great trajectory and you're going to go that way. But if you don't take a second to appreciate the little wins you've had along the way, what's the point? You know, people What's get so crap and it's the same with like weight loss journeys or I want to get a six pack or this is my goal, but it's like, okay, then what? Yeah. What it, if you're constantly chasing an end destination, you're never going to be happy because what happens when you reach that end destination, you're going to try and you want to set another end destination. Yeah. So you're chasing these moving targets all the time. Whereas once you become grounded and self-aware, you realize, you know, I, it's okay for me to take a rest day or it's okay for me to not feel okay but still be a badass bitch. <laughs> yeah. There's there has to be some kind of there has to be some kind of balance there because it is important to have goals and you know bars you're setting to like go up and up and up, but the journey is the more important part and like the little things you learn along the way and the things that you go through are more important than the final destination. So I'm so thankful That's, that you brought not, that up. It's not, it's not like they say it's not the it's not the um the end of the journey or the destination that matters it's the process of becoming the person that you become during that journey right that's the that's the win if you look back and think about the last year how much you've grown as a person how invaluable that is you know and also you can't hate the experiences you can't love the person that you are today and hate the experiences that shaped you that's it that's that's completely it. The only reason you would get stuck in a negative negative mindset because of that is if you are relishing in all of the things. And yes, painful situations are going to cause grief and you have to go through all of that, but you can't stay there. And then Absolutely. just like you said, those are what shape you. And if you are liking the person you're becoming and the things that are there, you can't hate what you've gone through because they've pushed you to that point. You know, you can, you, I mean, we all have bad days. Mm-hmm. We all have self-doubt days. We all have days where we just feel like we're not enough or we're not good enough. You can sit down and unpack for a day or two. Yeah, you know? that's healthy. You have to like it's unload sometimes. Unload but don't stay camping. Yeah, no. <laughs> we got places to go. <laughs> the way that you're like, I don't actually need that and carry on moving forward. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, Ashley, thank you so much for sharing such a positive, enlightening viewpoint on all of these things. It just reminds me of why we are so connected. And I just want to thank you so much for taking your time. Thank you so much, my friend. It was such an honor to be able to just speak my truth. I love uh, it. Always, always say I'm an incurable optimist, you know, and it's 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 a choice that I make. And I verbalize that because um, you know, words have power and you can choose to be optimistic about things. You know, is the right. glass half here is the glass half full or are you just grateful that you have a glass? Right. You know? so. and, that, and that viewpoint has obviously shaped you to who you are and how you are now and all of your successes. So congratulations. And I cannot wait to see you at Worlds. Yes, nine weeks. <laughs> yes. Thank you guys all again so much for joining us on the Fearless as Fuck podcast. I look forward to bringing you so many more guests just like Ashley and empowering and confidence building stories just like hers. So make sure to check us out on Instagram. Ashley left her link as well as mine and I will leave them in the show notes. Check out the Fearless as Fuck podcast page and you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and on YouTube. So we will see you next time. 
Thank you guys so much for listening to the Fearless As Fuck podcast. It is my intention to continue to bring you uplifting, empowering, and overall inspiring interviews to help you continue to thrive and truly understand how to step into your power just like I did. I am so honored you have taken the time to listen and I'd love to connect with each and every one of you. Don't forget you can find me on Instagram and YouTube at Christina.Lauren and at the Fearless AF Podcast. And on YouTube, you can search Christina Lauren, The Fearless Collective. Don't forget to subscribe and share and leave a review. I would love to know what you guys think of the podcast and also some thoughts on topics you would like me to cover and guests you would like to see on The Fearless As Fuck podcast. I'll see you next time.